This is Short-Term Rental Management, the show that is all about short-term rental property management with your host, yours truly, Luke Carl. Long-haired Luke, welcoming you to Short-Term Rental Management. So happy to be here. I'm very excited to be here. Just got off the road myself. Still on the road, as a matter of fact. Not in my office today. Well, in one of my in my office, but not in my normal office. Uh, and today we're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. But mostly we're going to cover the uh, the new Airbnb host success team that had a little get together in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which for those of you that don't know is the biggest short-term rental market in the world, according to Airbnb. And we're going to talk about that today. After a word from our sponsor. This episode of The Short-Term Show is brought to you by The Short-Term Shop. If you're interested in buying a short-term rental in one of the top vacation markets in America, just go to theshorttermshop.com and click Get Connected with an Agent. If you purchase a home with the shop, you'll have access to all of our client-only benefits, such as training on how to manage your short-term rental. So we'll teach you everything you need to know from how to set up your Airbnb and Verbo listings to how to use the property management software that you'll need to streamline your business, all the way down to helping you source your local boots on the ground like cleaners, handy people, etc. We've taught thousands of people just like you how to buy and manage their vacation homes from anywhere in the world. So head on over to the shorttermshop.com and click get connected with an agent to get started. I do have to mention that we're brokered by EXP or else I get in trouble. We'll see you guys over there. Great to be alive. Great to be here. Life is wonderful. And uh, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up, fired up. Went alligator, went looking at alligators last night. And uh, I'm in Mississippi, and that's where my lovely bride is from. And uh, but, but before we get into all that, let me introduce uh, Mr. Tim. We're both wearing Harley shirts. We both have Harleys and long hair, and we're both from the Midwest. And uh, my brother from another, uh, Tim, how you doing, buddy? I know you're on the road. Where the hell are I'm you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm actually in. Uh, I'm on the road too. We're, yeah. we're I'm in Texas. That's Texas. where my bride's family is from. So we're in a. Uh, Texas. We were in Gatlinburg uh, two days ago and attended this uh, little get together to Airbnb had. It was awesome. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, excited to be here. Thanks for having me as always. My pleasure. I was just in Texas as well. We just missed each other. We started our journey in Alabama and then we went to Houston, Texas. Uh, my best buddy from way back in the day, the bass player or guitar player, my first band ever lives in Houston. So we went down there and uh, saw them for a couple of days. And then we headed out uh, west to uh, New Mexico and Colorado. And then we made our way back to good old Mississippi, which when I grew up, when I was growing up, I never even, I never, what, what the hell's Mississippi? Is that a real place? You know, the river. It's the river I grew up next to. It's that's, river. How I, that's what I know about Mississippi. Well, uh, I grew up on the other end of your state. Uh, yeah. To the other sure. river. The yeah, you were really, really close to growing up in the great state of Iowa. I'm very uh, close. Like been, two minutes. It would have been even cooler. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I grew up on that other river, the Missouri, the other M yeah. state river, and uh, literally like five minutes from it. And uh, uh, I never heard of it. Of course, now people from Mississippi are sitting there being like, dude, where the hell's Nebraska? You know, and I think that's probably even <laughs> even more common because, yes, yeah. it is. It's a real place. It's right next to I, Iowa. I get asked if I grew potatoes in Iowa. And I'm like, <laughs> no, that's Idaho. Not Ohio either. It's Idaho, Iowa. Iowa with corn is where we're from. Yeah, uh, I always get Nebraska. 
And I'm like, yeah, it's a state. It's a, it's a <laughs> it was, it was, became a state in 18 something, something. And, uh, uh, we are, you put your finger right on the middle. That's where I'm from. Literally. Absolutely. Uh, you know? So anyway, uh, so our trip's a little backwards. We we're doing Alabama last. We did, uh, well, we stopped in Arkansas, checked on a, checked on a Harley down there. And, uh, then we came to Texas and then, uh, we're actually going to Gulf Shores in a few days, uh, check on our places there for a minute before the extreme, you know, crazy summer going on. And, uh, then we'll head back to Tennessee. Right. That's, and that's what it's all about. You know, Avery and I set on this journey and we uh, stayed in, in short terms and we'll do another show on that here in the near future. Uh, some, some good, some good stuff. Uh, I'll be honest, mostly bad stuff in my travels as far as the accommodations, uh, were concerned. Now we did it a little we were very last minute this year. You know, we didn't plan any last year. We planned everything out and stayed, you know, it was like a, an agenda this year. We said, you know what, let's just wing it. There were some downsides to that. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, another thing I wanted to cover is do your damn job. Here's the, here's the tip of the week here at short-term rental management. I'm so sick and tired of people not showing up, you know, I, and I love everybody. God bless you. You know, it's a difficult uh, business. Sometimes it can be. Any business can be. But, man, I've just had – I've had an HVAC guy just totally blow me off, and I had another – a bathroom guy blow me off, tile guy blow me off, all within, like, one day, you know, one day. And and I'm sitting here like – you know, it's it's not that these guys – it's not it's not that tile guys blow people off. Everybody's blowing everybody off. It's crazy. It's a if weird you, time, man. It's, all you got to uh, do is answer your phone. All you got to do is answer your phone and show up and you can make a good living. But what is with it, dude? I mean, I know you're going through it. You're doing rehabs all the time. Why don't these oh, yeah. guys show up? Dude, I go out to eat sometimes and there's a sticker on the door that said we're closed because nobody showed up for work. You know, I mean, that's a little extreme, but not not really. Uh, <laughs> it's tough out there with uh, labor right now. And uh, I don't really know. It's It's a weird, we're in a weird time. I don't even know that it is a right now thing. You know, I mean, yeah, there was, I remember I went to a Panera, I went to Panera and they had a sign that said uh, shortage, you know, shortage of people. And I went in and I sure enough, I couldn't get a damn salad and it was annoying. Uh, but I mean, that was two and a half years ago. And I just, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe it's cause I'm getting older or what, uh, I, I, or maybe I'm just finally noticing because I am dealing with so many people all the time now. Uh, but man, it just, it, here, here's the tip. Answer your damn phone and show up and you make you can make a good living, especially in a vacation town. You yep. know, we both live in vacation towns. These folks have been programmed to not give a shit. They don't show up. Oh, what else? Are you, what are you going to do? Who else are you going to call? You're in, you're in, in, in Cincinnati. I'm in, on the beach. You need me. I don't need you. That's the vibe. So I actually I actually think that there's some opportunity and I, I don't, I haven't quite nailed down how to do it, but I think, you know, the people that aren't showing up are locals, you know, and they're from there and they've known they've been, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not like us, you know, That's true. Fine. but uh, I think, you know, you go back 10 years and what we're doing didn't exist. They didn't have owners calling them from all over the country. You know, they had the property managers calling them. And they had, you know, it was a buddy system and, you know, and it was, it was just a different vibe. And let's be honest, the level of service that we have to provide now as self-managers is a lot higher than what the old property managers had to. They could get away with a lot more, uh, you know, not, I say, he'd say get away. It was just different, you know, and I think it might take a minute to catch up 
to like what this is. And I, quite frankly, it might take somebody stepping in to help educate and help, you know, if you will, train, you know, people like, like what's required to make these things click. And that, and that is the contractors, you know? So I don't know. That's just uh, my little take on it. I'm pretty passionate about skilled labor and everything. Uh, you know, that's where I came from. That's my roots. But, uh, I don't know. I've been kicking around like, how do I get into the schools and help teach kids how to run a business where, uh, you know, they're going to have to learn how to talk to people that are, you know, states and thousands of miles away and service them, you know, and uh, it's just a different thing that they haven't had to do. And, you know, you know, how attitudes are. It's not necessarily bad. It's just old attitudes of this is the it, they don't know how to deal with it. So anyway, that's a little maybe on a tangent of the specific to the vacation markets. But I think there's a little bit of that going on. Well, and, towns uh, in general. I had a guy, I hired a guy to do an HVAC job and um, he did, he did the, the easy part, which was the swap. And then we needed to do some duct work on two different uh, properties at the same property, two, two, two different structures at the same property. And now he just, he don't want anything to do with it. He's like, well, we should maybe go with a mini split on that house. Cause ba 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 ba. And I'm like, so uh, we already did the big job, which was, you know, I mean, it was like $24,000 or something for these units. And, uh, and, uh, and now you don't want to do the duck job. Why the hell didn't I think of that? You know, cause nobody Dude, wants to do the duck job. Uh, that's a little bit different of a problem. And that, that is something that we're going to see a lot more of. And that's just a lack of skill. I mean, they may not know how. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm seeing that a bit, you know, like you brought up, uh, uh, mini, spl- or, uh, yeah, mini splits and, uh, they're great. And don't get me wrong. I've got them, but, uh, that has made things so much easier for certain instances that people aren't doing duck work. They don't know how. And, uh, and I think we're going to see that a little bit, you know, there's just a, there's a lack of skilled labor. There's huge opportunity. This is something I'm passionate about. You're gonna get me all fired up. We came to talk about something else and we're going to go into this, but uh, I think there's massive opportunity for, I say young people, but really anybody, if you want to learn a trade and make some dough, uh, do it. I mean, you, you can make killer money in the trades. And, that, and that's, again, that's where I came up. You know, I mean, I, I, uh, I ground my way through that and, uh, it was, it, it was fantastic to me and I'm, I, I love it. You know, I, uh, went through an apprenticeship program and, uh, you know, you go through an apprenticeship program. It's like, they pay you to, they pay you to learn, you know, and they pay you to, to do this and it's fantastic. But, uh, uh, there is a loss of some of these skills because uh, a lot of people don't want to do that stuff anymore. You know, uh, and, and again, we're going to go down a path that <laughs> I may need to calm down. But, you know, schools and stuff, they really promote other things other than the traits and that, that you know, there used to be shop class. And that's just kind of an old bygone thing, you know, that isn't around anymore. So anyway, we're living in this world and it's OK. We'll tangent this. We'll get I don't even know. We don't need a topic. Who cares? But uh, we're living in a world where, where and again, I'm going to sound old and I don't care where it seems like a lot of folks think all they have to do is get a bunch of TikToks and, and Instagrams and make money doing that. OK. And I think to a certain extent it's working. Um, and. I had a dream. I might have already talked about this, but I had a dream where uh, I had a pl- I hired a plumber, and he, I think it was a plumber. He came over to the house. He had a, a film crew. He had girls in bikinis. He had a camera crew. <laughs> he came in. He tweaked like one little thing with a pipe wrench, and it was all over. He put it all over the internet, and it went viral. And then he left. You know, and I paid him three hundred bucks. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't give a crap. I do not give a crap if this guy comes in here. With CNN and which is outdated to this, this guy's like, what's that? You know, uh, and 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 the nightly news and whatever else. As long as he gets the job done, 
Put it on the internet. I mean, don't put my address. You know, I don't want you putting like <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. my I toilet think... on the internet. That's fine. But just get the job done. You know, I, I don't have a problem with social media. And I actually think it's cool. And I actually think that's a great way to find people. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, again, Cole's old, whatever. That's how I found my tattoo guy was Instagram, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, you brought up not knowing what CNN is. Last night in Dallas, they, they the news said there's going to be CD sized hail. And all the kids around here said, what's a CD? <laughs> so I thought that was funny. But yeah, CD as in compact disc. Yeah. Well, yeah. Back yeah. records now. So that's cool. I mean, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like the old, uh, the the vinyl. Um, but, you know, I mean, hey, you want to be an influence? Why, why can't we have the plumber influencer guy? You know what I mean? Like, I think it's both. I think they, but they got to have the skill. You know, like, at the end of the day, they got to be able to get the job done, how they promote the business. I mean, that's just, you know, it used to be the yellow pages and now it's that. So, you know, that's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that, but they got to have the skill, you know, uh, the yellow pages are gone. So they got to advertise somehow, you know, and uh, it, it went from that to, you know, I remember back in the, you know, when the internet got big, you know, again, now we're old now, but uh, you had to have a webpage. If you didn't have a webpage, you, you were an idiot. Now you don't have to have a webpage, but you better have a TikTok, you know? And uh, uh, so, you know. I think you're reading my mind. Here's the deal. Uh, I, I, dude, you just totally got inside my brain. I equate it to back in the day when the website thing was hitting and you got to the point where everybody's buying all these domain names. And it was almost to the point where like, if you had, you know, orlandoplumber.com, you, these folks just assumed they could make a bunch of money because they had the best website, the URL. But at the end right. of the day, if you don't have a kick-ass website and don't show up for your job on time, the domain name doesn't mean crap. And I think we're kind of getting to that point now almost with this, you know, again, I don't know. I'm a little old to be uh, commenting on this, uh, but uh, with, with this influencer thing, it's like, okay, yeah, for, you were first in the space and you got the most TikTok, but are you doing your job? I mean, because at the end of the day, hard work is more important than any of that crap, you know? Right. Um, so well, I think, I, I think it's all boiled. You always got, you got to provide the service period. Uh, you know, I think we're just in a, we're in a transition of how this to how of advertising and marketing and, and reaching people, you know, and, uh, it's cool. It's uh, interesting to watch. So let's talk about the Gatlinburg thing. Now Airbnb got together and they started a team, uh, to uh, help out hosts. It's, I think it's a small thing at this point. I was unable to go, um, which was, I was bummed about that. I was out of town, way out of town. <laughs> and, uh, and you, you did go. So uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was cool. And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to try my best to to share what, what they told me. And, and I want to disclaim up front, like I, I'm not affiliated with Airbnb at all. And I'm, you know, doing my best to, to pass along what they told me. So it may not be you know, 100%, 100% perfect, but I'm doing my best here. But yeah, essentially kind of what they told us is they created a, a team. It's called the host success team. And kind of the feedback I got was, you know, the, the, after some of the updates and stuff last year or so, the CEO has gotten a lot of feedback that hosts are unhappy. And uh, so he created this host success team and he's having this team, like they're targeting people like, under under 100 listings and actually way way under 100 you know i mean that like, at 100 listings i guess you get an account uh representative or account manager from airbnb um but there's tons and you know most of their most of their people don't have that you know so they kind of targeted people with like 
I forget, it was like two to six listings or something like that. And they, they want to put together content and try and help. And then also they were looking for feedback. So, you know, I asked a lot of questions and uh, uh, it was pretty awesome. And they were like, basically they were brand new and they were like, you know, I said, are you guys doing this around the country? Are you on a tour? What What is this? You know, they're like, no, this is, uh, this is our biggest market. So we came here and we're kind of seeing where it goes. So they were really you know, basically the vibe was you went and checked in and they had already, you know, once you, you know, they sent out an email and, and, and once you said you were coming, they prepared, they, there's like a team of six or eight people and they had already looked at all of our listings and they'd already looked at the, the back end of stuff that we can't see. And they were ready when we showed up to give us feedback on our listings to try and help, you know, make us better. And then also they wanted, they wanted feedback from the hosts. And uh, so I thought it was fantastic that they're doing that. You know, I mean, I think that's 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 great. You know, I mean, no, you know, Airbnb is not perfect, but I mean, the fact that they're wanting to work with us, I think, is fantastic. So, um, so anyway, uh, they like I said, we sat down and they kind of just went right into our listings and started, you know, talking about, you know, what we could do to be better. And uh, you know, everybody's everybody that does this, everybody wants to know how's the algorithm work. You know, and that was my first question: is how's how's that algorithm work? And and they gave us, you know, obviously that's complicated, but they gave us kind of a, a Airbnb for dummies, you know, a version of of what's what's important right now with the algorithm, and that's always subject to change. But um, um, the biggest three things right were uh, uh, pricing, quality, and popularity. Uh, this is, those are the three biggest categories that the algorithm is looking at. And then that's all like encompassed by availability, you know? So all the feedback they gave us was kind of around all the basically four things, pricing, quality, popularity, and availability. So, um, so all that we made some tweaks to our stuff, you know? And, uh, um, so anyway, uh, we can just walk through those real quick. I mean, you want, how do you want to do this? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, totally. Which one stands out? I mean, I've got. Yeah. So, so I mean, like I said, they had already looked at ours and I'll be honest, you and I have talked about pricing, you know, till, you know, we would talk pricing to death and. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I was, yeah. I yeah. Was and they. This morning. I, I love, I love it, man. I mean, they, it's part of the job. They said not, we've got six listings with Airbnb and uh, they said not one of ours like flagged anything with a pricing problem. So I was pretty, you know, patting myself on the back a little bit, you know, they said your pricing looks fantastic. And, uh, um, and then quality is, is it's your reviews. And, uh, I mean, there's no beating around the bush about what quality is. Uh, and same thing, our, our, our reviews were fantastic and we had lots of them. And, uh, so they're, they're, you know, their suggestions were, uh, you know, do everything you can do to get, to get lots of reviews and get good reviews. And, uh, you know, this team was kind of interesting because these were not the same people that you talk to at all when you call into Airbnb, not even, these were like, you know. I'd say, I don't know if I want to use the word lead or upper level, you know, these are, you know, but anyway, they said, they flat out said, there's no shame in asking for a review. You know, they said, reach out by all means, which we do already, you know, but uh, we kind of asked about that. Is that a problem? You know, whatever. And they're like, no, you absolutely need to do that. And, uh, and then, uh, and then popularity, uh, popularity is your, uh, your clicks and your wish list additions and, 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 you know, conversion rate and all that kind of stuff. And they said that is absolutely important as well. And uh, so that, you know, and I kind of asked, you know, if you have like a ton of wish list ads, does that flag anything or is that bad? And they said, no, you know, just, that's fine. Um, but wait a, minute, uh, wait a minute, don't, don't gloss over that. What do you mean a ton of wish list? First of all, explain what a wish list is. You mean, uh, you know, the hearts. Yeah, the hearts, you know, the heart thing, uh, you know, and there's there's been chatter over the years of, you know, do you have if you have a bunch of hearts and not not all converted into uh, uh, into bookings, is that a problem? You know, and because uh, that's kind of gone both ways. 
And they said that that's not an issue. They said more hearts, the better. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't really know for sure, but that's kind of what they told me. <laughs> um, so, but they said popularity is absolutely a big category in the algorithm. And then meaning, meaning just an absolute number of eyeballs on the property. Yeah. Clicks, clicks and, and, and people. Yes, exactly. Um, so, and, and, and that kind of, they said that actually filtered back to, you know, the way that it's an intertwining thing. It's not like boom, boom, boom. It's like all these things kind of intertwine. So, you know, reviews play back into that. You know, if you have a lot of stays and not a lot of reviews, that's not, it's not good. Similarly to a bad review, you know, so you want to get reviews as you're getting stays, you know, like the percentage of, of, uh, of, of reviews you get to stays matters. And uh, another interesting tidbit, I'm kind of bouncing all over here, but on the reviews, you know, we kind of talked about how we've had, you know, we've gotten some bad reviews that we thought should get removed and we were unsuccessful in getting them removed. And and they were like ready to jump in and help. And then they're like, well, how long ago was that? And I said, oh, it's been a while. And it'd been like two years, you know, and they're like, okay, well, something else that they changed in the background is a bad review, they said, only hurts you in the algorithm for a year. After that, the words are still there. Like the review is still there. But they said the fact that it was a low star, you know, it's a three star, four star, one star, whatever, does and that that only like stays in the effect with the algorithm against you for a year. So I thought that was, you know, that was an interesting little nugget. You know, I thought it was kind of hurting you forever. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so that was that. And then availability was huge for me. That that was the last big thing. And they said that kind of like circles around all those other three things is availability, and you know. Our availability, we didn't allow, we use price labs and we have rules. And so it's not, it's not a simple, our, our availability, the way we've had it, we've had it set at nine months out and then a three night minimum stay. And then in price labs, we had it set up to where once it gets like within seven days, we dropped it to a two night stay and no one, one, no one night stays at all. And uh, property? all of them, <laughs> honestly, our, our one bedroom all the way to six. That's no, no one nighters on the one bedroom. No, we haven't been. And, uh, um, so, you know, they said, don't, don't do anything that makes you uncomfortable. You know, don't, don't go outside of what works for you, but the more available you are, the more it helps you in the algorithm. So I asked on like the far out, like, what do you like to see? Basically they didn't say a year, but they basically said a year. They said, you know, they said, if you can do 12 months, that would help you fantastically. <laughs> so uh, I took that as 12 months meant something. So we changed our nine month to 12 month and, uh, um, and then we actually changed all of our stuff to, uh, we didn't allow one night stays across the board, but we changed. And I asked about the price lab rules, you know, if that was okay. And they said, absolutely. And, uh, so we changed our price lab rules to, you know, open up one night stays as it got close and also, uh, within the orphan night category in price labs. So we're going to try that, you know, for starters. And, uh, they were really pushing the insights tab. You know, when you go into Airbnb and log into your, your page and stuff, there's an insights tab. And on the insights tab, it tells you all of your opportunities. And one of those is availability. I don't remember what it's called. It's called something like that in there, but it's like, it's basically availability. And it'll, it would actually show like where you have like possibilities of one night stays and stuff. And, and do you want to allow them within Airbnb? And and I asked her, I'm like, do I got to do it in there or can I just do it in price labs? And that should eliminate it. And I said, that was fine. And I checked it. I went and did it in the price labs and I did a, you know, sync and refresh and all that. And it eliminated that in my insights tab. So it, it, it made it better. And, uh, 
you know, some of the stuff in the insights you may, may or may not want to do. You know, I mean, one of the big things in insights is being pet friendly. You know, it, it wants you to be pet friendly. It wants you to have an iron. It wants you to have a blow dryer, all that stuff. And so you got to pick and choose what works for you. You know, you don't have to do anything, but they did elude that. That's that insights tab. It, they're looking for activity in there. Like, you know, you need to get in there and be active in your insights. So, um, so that was a big part of it. This episode is brought to you by Short-Term Rental Listing Advice. Join this Facebook group and post your listing to get advice from other hosts, including myself, on how you can improve your listing. Or just post your property so you can show off. Join us at strlistingadvice.com. That's strlistingadvice.com. Well, let's touch uh, on the uh, the pricing thing, because I'll be honest, I I called you as soon as you got out of there. I said, well, what did they tell you? Did I just assume, you know, we're so deep into this. Like, what right. what, what advice can they even offer us, really? You know, but right. uh, there was actually some pretty good ideas there. And so, um, you know, I uh, I actually, I, I took all my properties and switched them to one night men for, you know, like the gaps. And, um, and I raised the price on those gaps to like 45%. So now- right. You know, like a big, like I got a big, beautiful house in Destin that I would never really, I've never even considered renting this thing for one night. But I'm, I'm like, man, that's a pretty good idea. Just have it available at a price that's a little right. higher than anybody's probably going to book it for. And hey, worst case scenario, maybe it they don't book it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then my cleaner's happy because she gets, you know, more work that week and she gets to work two days in a row and um uh, and uh assuming your cleaner likes to work which well honestly i was gonna do the exact same thing that you just said and i was talking over with my wife and she's like do we care if they stay like one night stay and i'm like you know what no, no. <laughs> so we just we just left it we just I almost don't care you know it used to be yeah. like oh i can't have a one-nighter in yeah. this big beautiful house they're gonna trash the place but now i just did it this morning and i raised my price i think i did 45 per 35 percent for weekdays or yeah. something like that 45 on the weekends it was just what i i mean i'm sure i'll change it again in two days don't quote me on that right. number but um i I'm, I'm sitting there looking at my calendar on this house that i've never i would never even dream to do a one-night stay and i'm like you know, if somebody booked that, I think I'd be totally cool uh, yeah. to rent this thing for fifteen hundred bucks for one night. You know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I so, think yeah, that's, that's basically what they told me is they, you know, if it's open that or available, that that you know, the odds of it booking, uh, you know, I've got a big one too that sleeps sixteen people. That you know, the odds of that booking for one day are pretty slim. But why block it? You know, I mean, what's it going to hurt? And then we kind of had to ask ourselves that a little bit. And it's just, I think it was a little bit of a stuck in the. You know, you get stuck in old ways of doing stuff, you know, that's just kind of the way it always was type of thing, you know, and uh, yeah, you can't do that. You know, you can't do that in, in anything in life today, you know, uh, especially right. in a techie kind of a business uh, like this. Um, what else did I do? Oh, I did the same thing. I usually do like a custom calendar where I'll do all future dates and then I'll block my calendar uh, based on like dates that I don't really want to deal with yet kind of thing. And yep. like, uh I, 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 until I had that conversation with you, I was available, I believe, until the end of April uh, next year, next spring. And I went in and I opened it up until uh, like uh, November, first week, second week of November 2024. So quite a bit more than yep. uh, a year in advance. And then I just did, you know, um, increase on the price for for uh, far, far out dates. And I'm sitting there like, you know. I don't know. I never did this before. Yeah. And anybody in there later, but uh, you know, anybody out there using price labs, that's really easy to do. Uh, 
not really prepared to show it, but basically you go into customizations and edit, and then it's actually under seasons. Uh, there's like a, a tab in there for like seasons. You click that, and then there's at the very bottom, there's a little slider bar. You switch to far out dates, and you can basically add, you can pick a percentage base, which is what I did. Uh, and I just added, you know, it's a little different property, property, but you add a percentage over your base price, and then you get to pick how many days out that applies to. So, you know, if you want to be 180 days out or 200 days out or whatever you want out, and then it just bumps your prices up a little bit, but at least your calendar's open. So, and if anybody's interested, I did 270 days. Uh, which is what nine months, and uh, if my math is as good as it used to be, uh, and I did weekdays thirty percent and weekends forty five percent. You know, and another thing I did there before I did that is I went through and I did I, we call them black lines, but I did manual overrides on all my holidays. So I went out and did a black line on all my holidays to make sure they were up even a little bit more. And uh, I do manage those a little bit more manually. Uh, you know, so I made sure my Christmas and Thanksgiving and everything were protected <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, Memorial Day, Labor Day, all that stuff. I, I made sure that uh, you just go in, make sure you don't want to open it all up. And then, boom, somebody books Thanksgiving for 250 bucks a night and it should be 600 or something, whatever. You know, yeah, so I, you got- I always I always used to manually, you know, black line my holidays. I will say uh, earlier this year, like uh, first quarter, January, February, I I, uh, I did switch to the seasons. Uh, for the first time. And uh, I never did it before, basically just because I didn't want to deal with it. Uh, And I'm talking about customizations, edit seasonal, and then edit profile for custom season, custom seasonal profile. Um, And I'll be honest, if, if you're on the fence about adding those seasons, now we're getting into price labs. uh, But uh, I don't know that it was worth it for me. I still go in there and change those like all the damn time. And so really kind of the black line almost, it almost kind of avoids a step. Um, yeah. you know, it's less buttons to push if you're doing the black line. And then it's also very obvious where the prices are coming from when you have that black line. I will say on the other side of the coin there, I'm going to contradict myself a bit. I, I don't like it when my calendar is like a ton of black lines. I feel like it gets a little cluttered and kind of, you know, like almost like a little bit uh, willy nilly. Like who who came up with this calendar system here? There's so many basically like post-it notes on this calendar. What's the, yeah, Uh, I I actually, when I, when I get too many black lines, I start to question why I'm using price labs, (laughs) but it's kind of like, why am I? So then it's like, okay, pull yourself back and like, you know, do a revamp. And I usually do a little cleanup when it gets a a little carried away. So, yeah, I agree. It's like, you know, what's the point of this? I mean, I might as well, I could just do these manual prices on the, on, on my, on my management software and avoid price. I had to get my dog in the, in the picture there. She's sleeping. But uh, yeah, so that was a great tip. And I, I think I'm going to roll with that for a little while. I was, I was joking this morning with my guys on my team. And uh, uh, I said, you know, I'm going to come in here in, in seven days and look at all these changes I just made and be like, what the hell was that? What was I? Was I drunk when I did this? Uh, what is all this stuff? But uh, I do think it's brilliant. Having the one night available, it's almost like the $4,000 method. If anybody's familiar with that, which is chapter 10 from Avery's book, uh, Short-Term and Long-Term Wealth. Um, fantastic book. Make sure you check that out. Chapter 10, she talks about the $4,000 method. Basically the same thing for one-nighters. And the the goal there is to be more available. Like if you're blocked for one night, you might as well just open it up. It makes it look like you have something available and and you might get a few more eyeballs looking at your property. I think that's brilliant. I don't know if it's going to work, but it's one thing I never thought of before. And uh, and thank you, Airbnb. 
I just wanted to share. Yeah, I don't know either yet. It's time will tell. You know, this was fresh like two days ago. And uh, uh, so I just wanted to be able to share a little bit of what they said. You know, I mean, I think it's awesome when a company recognizes that people are unhappy and they try and do something about it. So I'm pretty fired up about that and excited. Uh, so, you know, kudos to the CEO a little bit for that. And, uh, you know, another thing I had asked about, you know, we we're kind of, you know, they're talking about quality and all this. And they're, they kept bringing up Superhost. And I'm like, and I, I just kind of threw it out there. I'm like, look, I got to be blunt. Either it's the people I'm surrounded by are all fantastic, which kind of turned out to be the case, but, uh, or you guys just give super host to everybody. And it's just not that hard to get, you know, cause every, you know, every, you know, every time you see super host season come around, thousand people are posting on Facebook. I got my super host. I was like, well, who isn't a super host? And they actually got pretty serious with me on that. They're like, you would be surprised how few people are actually super hosts. And they said, if you're, if you have that many people around you that are, that have it, then yeah, you're surrounded by a good group. And I, I actually am not surprised to hear that either. I think, you know, all the training you provide Luke and everything that the team does, I think we do have a good group. I mean, for real. And, and I think you'll probably confirm this because you've been on a trip where you use a lot of Airbnb and or I say, I shouldn't say a lot of Airbnb, a lot of short-term rentals. And, uh, and I've kind of experienced that too. You get outside of our, our little bubble that we're in, we're in a bubble. Let's be real. I mean, everybody in our groups is part of our community and this is all we're talking about all the time. And you get outside that bubble and it does open your eyes a little bit that not everybody in the world runs their stuff like we do, you know? So, well, everybody uh, does that. Everybody's in their bubble. You know, everybody's like so caught up in what they're doing all day, every day. They don't even realize that the rest of the world has no idea and doesn't care. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we are, you know, you're talking about the cream of the crop here. Anybody listening to this podcast gives a crap, you know? So uh, I think at the end of the day, that's what's to take away from this is uh, is that there are a lot of people out there not doing as well as we are. I mean, yeah, I just, I went through it firsthand. I, we stayed at a couple of them and I was like, whoa. I, <laughs> we stayed at one that the, uh, the, the lady lived there and did not disclose that. We think she lived there. There was a lot of personal belongings. She had a drawer. Avery posted it and got a million hits on the uh, Facebook there. Um, there was a drawer full of condiments in this, and it said, please don't touch. These are the owners. In the refrigerator? Like, in the refrigerator. And I'm yeah. like, who does that? I mean, come on. I've stayed in them before where there's, you know, the closets are full of clothes, and there's, like, laundry in the laundry basket under the bed, you know? Uh did they Which, tell I mean, you though? Did they tell you? Because this one said she didn't. No, know. I had one that didn't. And I mean, yes, they usually do, but I've had one that didn't. Uh, and you know, I kind of go back to that's kind of how this all got started. Airbnb. You know, I mean, it started off as kind of a room sharing thing, you know, or couch, you know, not couch surfing, but kind of, you know. Um yeah. and it's really grown into something, you know. So I mean, you go back again, not everybody has the same vibe that we do with it. So yeah, and then we stayed in another one that uh, was pet friendly. We paid for our dog, and it was a teeny tiny little place. It was literally the last room in town. And it was a pretty cool building. You know, it was a little like a boutique hotel, I guess. Or I really think it was probably built or functioned as a hostel at one point. Um, it was definitely too small for our family. It was very cute, though. And but we had our, it was pet friendly. We had our, this one. She's tiny. Yeah. She's just like, I don't know, six pounds or something. And, uh, and, and uh, we got a message uh the neighbors complained about your dog and we're like what i mean she like look at her this is what she does all day you know and i'm like how so how pet friendly is this place yeah we ended up actually leaving that one because uh it was just not it didn't work you know it was too small and uh, it was, was, was a lot of that was our fault again the last minute stuff is more difficult 
Um, and that's something to take into consideration as an owner. Is your place last minute friendly? You know, there's, right. we are so last minute right now, way more than we've ever been in history. And it's because the world has changed. I think there was people were so locked up for so long that now they're like losing their mind going wherever the hell they want to go. I mean, the economy's doing pretty well. I hate to get on that subject, but you know, um, as far as the stock market and they did, they, the Fed finally just did not raise interest rates. So I I think there's some positivity going on out there as far as, you know, for the last 18 months, we've been kind of running scared a little bit. Um, but And I do think people are traveling like crazy. You know, I saw yeah. it on the morning news the other day. Everybody's traveling, everybody's traveling, but they have way more options than they did when they were stuck going to, you know, uh, in their car, no, no airplanes, that kind of thing. Um, and, and, I think, I think we're gonna have I think we're gonna have some pendulum swing here. And I think you just nailed on some stuff, you know, that I think is absolutely true. I think people are doing summer vacation for sure different this year. You know, the vast population is doing summer, you know, cruises are way up, you know, cruises are open and Europe's open, you know. And uh so I think you're gonna have a little bit of summer vacation stuff that's gonna look different. You know, people are traveling to places that aren't necessarily, you know, our markets right now. Um, but I think, you know, we're just going to have to be patient through that a minute. You know, all those places uh, went through it during the pandemic where they didn't have nobody, you know. And I think that, you know, we're going to have that pendulum going to come back to center at some point. You know, I was at a year is that two years, whatever it is. But I think yeah. right now, you know, pandemic went way over here. It went, you know, we went way over here, I think. And this, you know, it's going to come back to center and we're going to have, you know, a lot of good times coming up. This isn't a, a one year business. You know, this is, you know, this is a gig. So uh, I uh, think we're all just going to be patient with that a little bit and let let it do what it does, you know I mean? And, and while we're doing that, we all got to get better. You know, we all got to up our game. You know, if you're, if you're the best person out there, you're still going to get booked. So I think we, we all get better right now. And then when the pendulum does come back, we're all just going to be better, you know, and uh, I'm excited for that. So. And I will say I'm, uh, I am booked. I'm actually very booked. I will. Ha I have one property, just full disclosure. I got no, nothing to hide here. Uh, I have one property that the calendar is not as good as I would like it to be. Um, it's, yeah. you know, it's definitely it be in, a, in a weird way. It's like, wait a minute. I, I haven't had to look at this property's calendar in like five years. You know, I, I'm kind of the same. And I, I have six, like I said, and I have one that's weird. And it's the one I've had to look at the least over the last several years. And uh, it's just, it's kind of, it's just weird. And it's, uh, my other ones are like, I mean, I think I ended up at 92 or 94% for June across six. And some of them are at a hundred, you know, and, uh, and the one is bringing it down a little bit, but, uh, um, and it's, it's my smallest one in the Smokies. Uh, but, uh, it's coming along. It's like, actually, we just got a, a five day booking in June this morning for it. So, uh, it, 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 I don't check the percentage after that. Maybe it's better now, but it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's just very last minute, you know, to, to your point, uh, and it's different, you know, and, uh, we got to get in there and do some work and uh, that's all there is to it. But the, my big places are slammed, which is kind of opposite of what, you know, things tend to be, but uh, we went through a two year period where you had to get on an, you couldn't get on an airplane uh, and everybody was losing their freaking mind. They didn't want to go to a hotel because there's people right next to you. And so a cabin in the mountains was the most popular thing on the planet. Okay. And I, and it, I gotta be honest. I think the hotels up their game during that period. Big time. Dude, I, yeah, I'm staying in some hotels and I'm like, damn, you know, we stayed, we stayed at one on our travels and it was, it was a historic, you know, it was a five star. It was the nicest place we stayed by far on that trip. It had, you know, koi fish in the, in the lobby and uh, it was pet friendly and it was just a hotel, I'll shout them out, Hotel Zaza in Houston, 
fantastic. It was beautiful. Their customer service was second to none. Everybody was so nice, so friendly. Um, and uh, I was very pleased with my experience in, in that hotel. Now, again, this was not a motel. Set. I'll take that back. You know, we did stay at a, um, uh, a La Quinta, uh, you know, like a, a little one night yeah. where we yep. were basically just driving all freaking day for nine hours with two kids screaming their heads off. And um, and you just go and say you can't go anymore and you find whatever. And oh, yeah. even this place, we were kind of in like a little bit, maybe looked like kind of a sketchy area. And we pulled into this hotel and I was like, damn, this place looks pretty good. And it was, man. It had like brand new flooring. The rooms were, the beds were nice, you know? So yep. no complaints from we me. We did the same thing, like literally, I'm losing track of my days, like two days ago, We Comfort Inn or something, you know? And it was like a little bit sketchy, whatever. But the beds were fantastic. Everything, you know, I was like, we, my wife and I were kind of like, you know, I'm a little shocked at how nice it was, you know, and uh, you touched on something a couple of times. I'm staring at old Wheezy back there, but uh, pet friendly is another thing that I think is worth talking about a little bit. And you put up a post and I had an experience around the same time. Yeah. And uh, I think that's huge. Now it's getting to be more and more of a thing. And I, and I think if you're going to be pet friendly, that is not just checking a box. And uh, if you are the one that che just checks a box and charges more, you're not going to, I don't know. I think that is an area that where the competition is going to get upped and up. And I'm going to give a little shout out. I stayed actually in one of our agents, uh, short-term rentals in another market that was pet friendly. I, I rented it from him, uh, Joe, I rented one of his places and it was pet friendly. And I got to say it was one of the nicest, like it wasn't just pet friendly. Like you walked in and there was a jar with dog treats on the countertop they had dog bowls. He had poop bags. He had a little station outside. It was actually pet friendly. It wasn't just pets allowed. It was pet friendly. And I'll tell you that experience of walking in with all that, when you got a dog and you've been on the road and they've got water dishes right there and they're ready to go. And I don't know, it just, it's just a nice touch and it, it didn't cost him anything. I mean, he had 50 bucks in it, you know, uh, or whatever, you know, but, uh, it was, I think that's going to be more and more important if you decide to do that. Right now, we're not. You know, I'm a dog lover all the way. We travel our dog and our places are not pet friendly. But when and if we make that switch, I think it's important to really do it right. You know, uh, not just be pet, you know, uh, what I say? Available versus I pet forgot friendly. pet available. I forgot about that. Yeah, I posted a thing on our big Facebook group, Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. We'd love to have you join it. It's a it's the biggest independently owned uh, short-term Facebook group that exists. And um, it's it's a safe, happy place uh unlike the internet can tend to be so uh yeah we we checked it was that same hotel in houston and they were like oh here's your dog uh stuff and it was the same thing they gave me a doggy bag and then we had like a watering bowl and the 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 bags and the whole and the treats whole yeah. nine yards i was like damn and then i got in the elevator and the guy was like oh yeah we brought our uh we brought our whatever you know our boxer or whatever uh i can't remember what he said you know bulldog thing and, uh, you know, what's your dog's name? And everybody was so happy and friendly. And uh, uh, now it's not for me. I will say I've done pet friendly in the past. And um, I decided that, you know, maybe, uh, hey, who knows? That was years and years ago. I maybe I'll revisit it. Who knows? Um, you can definitely make a, a couple more bucks there. It depends on where you're at in your career and what you want to deal with. And, how, you know, I mean, we're very uh, family or, you know, pet uh, oriented family. We've got too many of them, quite frankly, uh, three dogs, a cat and four cows, you know, but, uh, uh, I forgot about the cow. Yeah. Cows. Yeah. 
So, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, if and my point is, and the same thing on that post that I made, if you're going to be pet friendly, be pet friendly. I see too many folks that are like grumpy about it. Like, oh, you brought an extra dog. This is blah, 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 blah. You know, just be cool with it. You know, okay, you gave me my Here's the bucks. deal. Again, our competitors, you got to be aware of what your competitors are doing. Our, our competitors, these hotels are our competitors. And everything Hilton opened up to being pet friendly. You know, so all your Hampton Inns, everything under the Hilton, under the Hilton uh, uh, sphere is pet friendly now. And, uh, you know, so, and they're not charging per animal. They're not, you know, they do charge. They do pay, you know, they do charge a fee, which I think is fine. And, uh, but, uh, you know, again, you just got to, if you get too not mean or mad or whatever about it, whatever it is, mean, mad, whatever about it, uh, people are going to choose something else that's easier, you know, uh, Make hard shit simple is my favorite saying. If and if you make it hard to book your place because of whatever, they're gonna move on to the next thing. So, yeah, you know, I see too many people that are like, "Oh, dude, you snuck in an extra dog. Shame on you. I need another hundred bucks because you snuck it in. This is blah blah blah." You know, I mean, dude, just get over it. Just who who has time to sit there and stare at that camera and wait right. for somebody to sneak in an extra dog? There's way better ways to spend your time. Why don't you go find a second? Go drive Uber. Go go drive an Uber. To throw some more money on the fire to go buy your next property instead of sitting around waiting for somebody to break a rule. You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous some of the some of the things I see on the internet and people. And again, you know, somebody will tell you I'm wrong, Luke. You can't bring in extra dogs. And yeah, but dude, if you're pet friendly, be pet friendly. You know, I mean, no, I agree. Extra friendly, extra friendly, super mm-hmm. happy. Um, anyway, anything else? What else did we hit from the? Uh, did we miss anything from the? Uh, uh, the, the you know, I guess the last thing. thing. This this isn't really. I don't know how it might strike some conversation, but they asked for feedback. You know, and uh, uh, one of the biggest pieces of feedback I gave them was the rating system. You know, I mean, uh, as we all know, as hosts, they expect a five star. You know, five stars what they want, um, but they don't really give any kind of uh, guideline to the guests as far as what five star means. You know, and I, and I told him that I said, that's tough. I said, because it's different. The short term rental market rating system is different than the hotel rating system. And the hotel has been around, you know, a five star hotel is like top notch luxury, you know, top service, everything. And that's not necessarily what a five star rating at a, at a short term rental is. So anyway, they actually like really like got excited and brought extra people over to listen to me talk about that. And I'm like, I, I felt like, you know, providing some sort of, uh, a chart or something like just telling guests, like uh, when you're leaving, rate the place. This is what a five star, four star, three star, what it means, you know. And I kind of told him, I said, I, I don't know if you guys know, but there's like a whole world out there where people are putting magnets on refrigerators and telling like what they're, you know, like if it's a one star, like the host should go to jail and that type of thing. And uh, well, tell us about the magnet. Yeah, just so in case you don't know, there there's m- magnets. There was, I think it was originally just some host that was doing it on Etsy, yeah. but now they're everywhere, and they say. Five stars, I had a great time. Four stars, the place was kind of dirty, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And uh, they almost like said, well, that actually sounds like a good idea. Maybe we should do that until we get our, our system figured out. <laughs> you know? But anyway, they were really interested and really like that perked them up a lot when I brought that up. Um, so I brought that up and then I just kind of brought up the general, you know, there's a stigma out there that Airbnb cares about guests more than hosts and and there's some quite frankly there's fear you know with hosts of getting their listing stopped or paused or shut off worst case scenario and i brought all that stuff up and uh they seem very uh uh genuinely uh interested to hear that stuff and they they had they were they were uh 
vigorously taking notes. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, now where that goes, I don't know. I, I haven't, Brian hasn't called me from Airbnb. The studio. <laughs> I have a one-on-one yet. Hey, but man, we're going to go have beers. That, that could be, that could be coming. I don't know. And, uh, but, uh, it was all in all, like I said, I was just thrilled, you know, anytime, you know, you hear about a CEO getting complaints and they do something about it. Yeah. Um, I love it. You know, that, that's great. And uh, so I was appreciative and I, I I told them that I was greatly, you know, and, and you know, whenever I'll say if, if they ask you for feedback, you know, don't be crappy about it. You know, I mean, it, it's, you know, cause they did say they had a lot of people came in that were like almost screaming level mad when they started the meeting. And I, I don't think that's the way to be. I mean, uh, we're using them, you know, we, we choose to use them and it's changed a lot of lives. Um, it can be scary and it can, it can, uh, you know, you are, you are at their mercy, but you know, they also put out the dough to do this every day, you know, so it's their business. They get to do it, whatever they want with it. And hundred percent, hundred percent, thousand percent changed my life. Uh, I've been on Airbnb since day one, basically 2000. And well, they asked me if I knew the guy that had the longest running Airbnb in the Smokies. That's me. Yeah. I, yeah. Two of them, by I the said, way. I said, yes. No, well, they, there they, were people they, before they, me, but they're gone now. They didn't really ask that. I was just stroking your ego a little bit there. Thank uh, you. Uh, <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Now, now back to the review thing. I call that hotel syndrome. Back to we were also talking about hotels where a guest leaves four stars, but they leave a great review, you know, like, oh, we had a great time, four stars. I call that hotel syndrome because what they're doing is they're rating it like a hotel, you know, and a five I brought up that hotel. exact thing. Again, the five hearts five star hotels, what I was talking about, koi fish in the pond, up, you know, in the in the fountain at the in the inside the entryway to the hotel, six people opening your door for you. You know, super kick-ass restaurant with uh, room service, all that kind of. That's five star. You know, put a mint on your pillow, um, and 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 I think that's where people. You know, they're if they you get occasionally you'll get that four star that has a great review, and you're like, what what is this? What what? How did this happen? And it's because they thought they were rating it based on a hotel, which they're and not. I brought up that exact scenario with him. I'm like, that is like the worst like feeling as a host. Like, oh. Man, you know, like these people absolutely loved it and they just didn't know. They just didn't know what to do, you know, and they thought they were doing you a solid by leaving you four, you know, and hotel uh, syndrome. And I don't think I'm I, I got no problem kissing Airbnb's rear end. I don't think they're wrong. I think that these should the rating system should be more like Amazon. It you know, it's more than a hotel. Yes, the the, the product we are offering is more like a hotel than a, a widget, you know, a, a fidget spinner or whatever. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, this is, you know, to me, I do feel that it's more like, a, you know, it's more modern, like, let's rate this thing on a scale of one to right. five uh, based on like, uh, you know, your Uber driver or your your or your Amazon product. So I don't think Airbnb is making a mistake there. And I you just touched think- on something. You just touched on something that goes all the way back to the beginning of this call. It's more modern. And uh, it, it's it's the times are changing. Exactly. You know, we, we started off with that with uh, the trades and stuff. But uh you know, things are different now and it is more like Amazon or more like those, you know, Uber or whatever. It's just, we're in a transitionary period where people mm-hmm. don't know, you know, they don't exactly go, what you said, going from a hotel to this, it's, it's two different worlds. And how does, how does my parents know that? You know, well, I think that this, the hotels need to change it. They need to come out with some new system because everything's got a one to five star review now. Yep. And the review, the, the hotel re, uh, star thing is living 20 years from 30 years in the past. So they need to come up with some new thing uh, as, as opposed to one to five star, 
you know, because it's confusing as hell. I think that's the problem. It's the hotels that are the problem. And they need to fix that, you know. The, and they're the in a weird spot. Restaurants, too because- Michelin stars. It's the yeah. same thing. It's confusing as hell. Is this a fact? Because you can you can go to a McDonald's and if they kick ass, they're worth, they deserve five stars. You know what I mean? So it's a yep. whole different world now. Yep. So. I cut you off. You were saying something. I don't know. I ah. think we nailed it. We nailed it. Luke, we nailed it. I, 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 that's an interesting, you know, you're right. I mean, it's, uh, it's, you know, I said like going the other way, but the hotels are behind and, and frankly, the hotels, I think they might be caught in the middle because on Yelp or Google, don't they want a five-star, you know, I mean, uh, and they're getting rated, they're getting rated all over the place, you know? So it's, uh, it's just, a we're in a weird time. My, my ask was just like a little bit like, uh, when they, when they send out the thing telling the the guest to review to tell them what the expectation of the stars means you know so uh there is a episode of a television program called um black mirror which is actually fantastic it's been out for several years. i don't even know if it's around anymore it came out in like 2016 and there is a an episode of that uh program that has Ron Howard's daughter, and the episode is called um, Nosedive, if I'm correct. I think it's from the third season, uh, unless she's been in more than one episode. Anyway, it's all about reviews, uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. I think it's a Nosedive from episode three, um, but but look for the one with Ron Howard's daughter. Um, uh, anyway. Uh, Another thing, I just remember. I don't hold on, this. let me finish that stupid right, thought. Finish. Go watch that episode of the Black Mirror television program with Ron Howard's daughter. And I hate I hate that I don't know her name because that's not her name. Um, but uh, it is fantastic. And it will make you feel better as a as a host, uh, knowing that uh, we're headed that way. I, dude, I was at a truck stop bathroom. Okay. Got, got her number off the bathroom wall uh, the other day. And they had a one, two, three, four, five push button on the way out the door. Please rate our bathroom one to five wow. uh, on the way out the door. And everything's headed that way. It's, it's one to five stars. I'm telling you, we're going to get to the point where somebody can take their phone right now. I can take my phone and point it at you and your face is a QR code. And I can say two stars. I didn't like his jokes. You know, two stars. Come on, man. <laughs> that hurts. I'm telling you, we're going that direction. And it's and when it gets to that point, I'm quitting and I'm moving to the woods, man. I don't want I don't want to be here for that. <laughs> All right, uh, I cut you off again. Why did I cut you off again? No, it's fine. I just my, you know our brains are similar. Things pop in and you don't want to lose them. So I I wrote it down. Uh, so this team, the host success team, it is new and it is I, I would say keep an eye out for emails if you are a host. Um, they're going to be trying to poke emails out and they're talking. They're going to do some uh, uh, content. You know, they're going to be doing some. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to be doing, but they said they're going to be putting out content, trying to reach people on a on a bigger scale level than what they did here in Gatlinburg. Um, so I don't know that's going to work for everybody, but they did this. You know, everybody that got invited to this meeting in your notifications in Airbnb. If you go to insights and tips. Uh, I always, I'm a, I'm a shut all my notifications off person because I don't want to be bothered by all that junk that comes through. But anyway, in insights and tips under notifications, they said, if you turn that on any emails that come through insights and tips are now from this team. So if you want to get emails, you know, I'd say, I can't guarantee you that's going to work for everybody, but that's what they did on my account. So if you want to give that a shot, 
Um, but if you get emails from the host success team, that is a smaller group that is not the big corporate of everything Airbnb at this point. And this is, you know, we're in June of 23. <laughs> I want to put that out there. So, you know, all this could change. I have no idea, you know, what they're going to do with this team. Uh, but again, it was, I was pretty fired up that they were making an effort. So I'm kind of here to promote that a little bit, you know, and uh, um so anyway, that's uh, they said they're going to be putting out content. So I'm excited to see what they say. They said, actually, all the content's going to be the people we saw in that meeting. Um, so it's just that team. You know, again, I, it only seemed like six or eight people. Uh, but uh, they're targeting people like us that are, you know, kind of the smaller operator, but kind of the meat and bones. And how do they get to us and how do they help us and educate us on how Airbnb works on their end? So um, so anyway, I'd say look for it and uh, uh, keep your eyes open and and. Uh, Always be learning. Love it. Love it. We covered a lot of ground today. Two uh, road trips uh, in progress, still in progress. And uh, and uh, I, I don't know, some television programs and hotels and, and of course, the uh, uh, host success team uh, deal in uh, Gatlinburg, which was great. Airbnb, we appreciate you for doing that. Love you. Thank you. And uh, I had a great time. I had a great time. Oh, book suggestion. Are you reading anything right now? I've actually got two of them. Yeah, you're gonna have to go on that. I'm all over the place. Okay, I am uh, a bit all over the place. I actually, the one I'm on right now, I'll stick with just one, um, is a recommendation from uh, Avery's podcast or uh, a recent guest, uh, Endurance, which is about a uh, <laughs> a boat that was on a uh, it was it was supposed to be the first boat to go through the uh, Antar- Antar- Antarctic, uh, the Arctic. I don't know down there. And uh, and uh, they didn't make well the boat boat sank. I'm going to give it away, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's really good. You know, um, I, I don't normally get into anything that's not business related, but uh, it's at yeah. least it's, at least it's nonfiction, so it's definitely. Well, small. I yeah. think I've told you this before, but I'm on a little bit of a journey, personal journey. I'm trying to do read the Bible from front to back this year, and uh, so where I am right now is I just finished up Proverbs. Uh, which uh, anybody that's not a Bible reader, I think it's a fantastic thing to jump into. It's a lot of wisdom stuff. And uh, it's, a, it's almost one-liners. And it's an easy read. If you want to read one book of the Bible, I, I say the book of Proverbs has a lot of life lesson stuff that applies to everything. And uh, so I just uh, wrap that up, honestly. So Cool, cool. Uh, well, I appreciate you. And uh, I hope uh, hope people had some value today. We love you. Um, uh, Tim does sell houses. Let's go. Let's plug some stuff. Tim sells houses. How do we get a hold of you? Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna buy, uh, I I'm in the Smokies, so it's Tim at the Short Term Shop. Pretty easy to get to. It's Tim at the Short Term Shop dot com. Got through that dot com, and there won't get to me. But that's my email. Uh, or, you know, feel free to reach out. And uh, I own in the Smokies and Gulf Shores, but only licensed in Tennessee. And I live in Tennessee. I live right in the Smoky Mountains. I live in Wears Valley, which is an awesome place. I know Luke owns a place there. Yep. So uh, love uh, it. So anyway, yeah, feel free to reach out. I love to, I love talking about this stuff. Even if you don't want to, if you're not ready to buy now, uh, but you want to buy later, that's fine. Um, but yeah, reach out. Closing deals. Uh, but anyway, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, the shorttermshop.com. I love you. Come back next Tuesday. And uh, as always, short-term rental management saying don't overthink it. <laughs>